You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. And here he is, having the time of his life. Welcome back to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. The question out of the day this week, uh, as I mentioned in the opening segment of the show, was basically uh, I ran into some trouble because a guest that I had lined up fell through at the uh, very last minute. Um, so I put the poll question up, uh, what people wanted me to do, whether it was just run with the three interviews that I already had. I tried to find somebody last minute, which I did try to do, uh, and that also didn't work out. Or uh, do I want to pull something out of the archive uh, from years gone by? And that was the uh, the one that we're going to go with. And uh, this interview was suggested by, or at least the, the, the player in the interview, was suggested by Alan Mitchell from TSN 1260's uh, Lowdown with Low Tide. You can hear that from 10 a.m. to noon, Monday to Friday. And then he's also got another show on the weekend as well. Anyway, the interview is with uh, Rob Schrempf, former first-round pick of the Edmonton Oilers. This comes in uh, 2009. Uh, the two voices you'll hear asking the questions, myself and uh, Dean Millard, former uh, co-host here on the Pipeline Show for uh, most of the uh, history of the, uh, the Pipeline Show. And this was at a tumultuous time in the relationship between player and organization. Shrimp was on the farm that year. He had call, been called up earlier in the season. I know part of this is going to get explained by Dino uh, at the start, so I'm not going to go into great detail, but this really was sort of probably not the beginning of the end, but it might have been the end of the beginning. How about that? Of Rob Shrimp's uh, NHL career. He did eventually go on. He got uh, put on waivers. The Islanders claimed him. And he had 25 points in like 40 games, I think, something something along the lines like that in his first uh, year with the Islanders. I know there was some injury there as well. Uh, the second uh, go-around wasn't as good, and then he was done in the NHL, went over to Europe, played some again in the American Hockey League, and is now retired as a hockey player. Always really liked Rob Shrimp as a person. I have found I thought his personality was really good. I know it, it, he, he rubbed some people the wrong way. That wasn't me. Uh, we were in London for the 2014 Memorial Cup. Myself, uh, Corey Graham with the Edmonton Oil Kings. And uh, Shrimp was there. Uh, the, uh, the London Knights were uh, hosting the uh, the tournament that year. He had come back to hang out with uh, a lot of alum that were around. Uh, he was happy to come and uh, do an intermission with us. I saw him later that night at a local establishment. We chit-chatted for a long time. It was great. He, he was always a really good guy to, uh, well, at least to me. I must have done 20 interviews with him, whether it was with the Pipeline Show or with Hockey's Future. He was just always really engaging and never ducked a tough question. And there are several of them in this conversation uh, that we had. This goes uh, way back. What was the date on this? This was January 13th, 2009. This is uh, Rob Shrimp, one of his final appearances uh, on the Pipeline Show. Dean Millard and I in conversation with Rob Shrimp. Here it is. Well, it's been a pretty big focus here the last couple of days in Edmonton. The comments that Craig McTavish made recently about Rob Shrimp. And here on the Pipeline Show, we had a chance to get in touch with Rob Shrimp and get his side of the story and his reaction. Here's a conversation that Guy and I had earlier this evening. Rob, thanks for joining us. Uh, welcome back to the Pipeline Show. Uh, what's it like in uh, Springfield tonight? Oh, it's good. Yeah, Springfield's been good, so just hanging out with the guys tonight, having a little team night, Pete, tonight. <clears throat> That's good to know. Uh, well, obviously, we'll get uh, kind of just right to it, and uh, Craig Matavish was asked the other day uh, when Ryan Petolny was called up uh, about, uh, you know, why Ryan Petolny, why not 
Rob Shrimp, and obviously he, uh, for whatever reason, went on a bit of a tangent. I don't agree with how he said it publicly. I know Guy does, and uh, obviously some of the things that he said about you uh, weren't very flattering. Uh, I'll just, for our listeners, read the quote. He said, uh, we all know what he can do. He's got decent hands. He can play the power play okay, but he's slow. He's not a physical player. He's soft at the NHL level. There are a lot of things in his games that he needs to address to be that guy to get called up. It's getting to the point where we've got to be honest. He's not helping them particularly in Springfield right now. And there's no reason to think he's going to come up here and help us. I'm a little bit baffled why a coach would come out publicly and say that. And you know, when you were called up, you had three points in four games. I thought you played particularly well. You were given lots of ice time, and the entire team in Springfield is struggling. Um, but, you know, your comments when you first hear that, uh, does it kind of make you wince a little bit? I don't know. It's obviously tough to hear, but, um, you know, personally, I'd like, you know, it would have been nicer to have that address to me personally, maybe face to face or over the phone than have it public like that and, uh, you know, put out there for everybody to hear. And, uh, it's, it's hard to hear, but, uh, you know, obviously that's that's how he feels. I mean, that's how he feels. Things are tough down here right now as far as Springfield. I mean, obviously there's, uh, you know, we're in a tough spot with our team and where we are in the standings. So it's, you know, it's pretty rough to, to be down here right now. We're all trying to get through it together, though. It's been good. At least, you know, the team hasn't been, you know, gone away from each other at any point, and we're all kind of sticking together. And, you know, as we might be a last place right now, but, you know, as far as the dressing room-wise, we're not a last place team. But we're all stuck together, and we know we – we're capable of better. We're trying to do better, and we're all working hard down here. So, um, you know, it's just a tough time right now. But, you know, those comments, like I said, it, it would have been, it's obviously tough to hear uh, in the form that I did. But uh, just another bump in the road, I guess. So, you know, it's been, there's been plenty of those, and uh, just a little, little more controversy that I have to get over and work through and be a good pro about it and just kind of brush it off. Rob, when you were up here, the first two games you played, you got three points, and the re- remarks from the coach, the reviews in those games were glowing. Like, he spoke very highly of you. Uh, two games later, you get reassigned. Was there any indication from the, the staff or the brass up here in Edmonton that you were being reassigned because your play had dropped off or that they were unhappy with your play? Did they send you back down with any sort of message on when you could expect to be recalled? Uh, you know, not really. You basically just said, you know, there's no room here right now, and I knew that, and I knew that pretty clear. It was pretty clear to me. Even when I got called up, I knew why I was up, and Robert Nielsen was out for whatever you know extended time he was out. And when he came back, I was probably going to be reassigned. I mean, that wasn't told me, but that's just you kind of as you go on, you learn how to read the writing on the wall, and that was on the wall for me. So, um, and as far as my play, you know, they the only indication I was told is they were happy, really happy with how I played and how my game progressed, and. Um, you know, little things like you know, such as my speed and how I pick up my pace in practice and in the game. So uh, I just thought it was all positive. I didn't realize that it was such a negative time for me right now. But uh, maybe I need to go back to the drawing board and figure things out. True or false, Rob? When you were sent down, were you told that if there was an injury in the top six, that you'd be the first guy called up? I uh, I don't know. It's kind of indicated, yeah, that. You know, I've proved that I deserve a spot or deserve a chance, not a spot, but a chance to be there. And if there was a chance for a top two spot, a top two line spot that I would, you know, more than likely be getting the call. So it's, uh, that's part of the business. I guess you just got to learn, take a day at a time and don't worry about what people say. Just kind of do what you can do to be there and do, do what you can do to get your opportunity. Did, that's did, learned out of this. Yeah. Did Craig McTavish talk to you, you know, when you were sent down about what he thought of your play uh, in the four games with the Oilers? 
Yeah, he just indicated to me that he was happy and he thought that my game's progressed and I was doing the right things to um, give myself a better opportunity to play. And, you know, like he, I think he said even in his own interviews before that, before it was kind of, um, you know, if, you know, maybe, maybe chance that I'd be an NHL player and he was, he thought that my play the last four games that I was up was indicator that I was ready to play and ready for my opportunity. So, I don't, yeah, I think that's, that's more of what I was focused on. <clears throat> Rob Shrimp of the Springfield Falcons joining Millard and Flaming here on the Pipeline Show, uh, courtesy of the Mad Brothers Hotline. And, you know, this might be a difficult question, and, you know, I don't blame you if you don't want to answer it, but do you start to wonder about your future with this organization when things like this happen? No, I don't know. Not really. You know, this, this is the team that drafted me. This is the team I want to play for. I, you know, I've always wanted to be an oiler since day one. And I think, uh, you know, I've done done my best in doing what they've asked. And, you know, I'm down, I've been down here for two and a half years now, and I've been trying to adjust my game and um, play the way they would like me to play and be more responsible and stuff as far as that. So um, as far as right now, it's all I can keep doing is obviously I need to be faster and more physical if that's what they want. And that's all I can do is uh, accommodate them. It's, it's how it is, and that's how it's going to be. They're the boss, and I'm the employee. So <clears throat> just have to uh, stay focused and and uh, do what I can to get back to, to where I want to be. Rob, uh, compare the, the season at the start of the year for you in Springfield to, to where it is now, and you were basically a point-per-game guy for the first, I want to say, 20, 25 games, uh, and things have kind of uh, slowed down for you productive-wise but for the for the team as in whole as well. But I'm looking at your stats. I think you've you're, you've got one point in the last six or seven or eight games, something like that, and you've been a, a minus in a bunch of those games. Has your play tailed off in your opinion since you've been uh, re- since you went back down to Springfield? Yeah, you know, as far as point wise, I believe you know my my game. Obviously, I haven't been putting up points, and it's not for a lack of effort or lack of caring. And um, I think anybody can vote for that here in the minors. I think anybody you ask. You know, I'm not out there lollygagging. I'm working my ass off and and trying to do the right things, the small things, right right now. And we're uh, we're in a bit of a rut here as a team, and it's it's really hard to be honest with you. I mean, I think everybody's having a hard time. And one of our quotes, one of our guys said in the paper, you know, I've never seen you know a group of guys be in a slump at the same time, and that's what it is here. We I mean we're we're all working hard, and we all want the same goal, and you know, nobody's deviating away from the plan. Everyone's keeping the structure, but it's it's like the small things. We're not scoring goals. We're getting like a goal a game right now, and it's it's tough to produce. And uh, as a professional, I guess you got to take that upon yourself to, to figure out a way. And that's what we're doing now. We're at the chalkboard every day, trying to figure out what we can do better as a team. And personally, myself, I need to figure out what I need to do to help this team down here and help them put up points and, and win games. What do you think has been been the difference? You know, I look at the roster, and there's a lot of guy in their first or second years of of pro hockey, and then there's been a few guys shuttling up and down from from the pro team is it as simple as you know inexperience and not enough cohesion because guys have been in and out of the lineup or is there something deeper to where you guys were pretty decent at the start of the year and then everybody goes into a slump at the same time as you put it can you put your finger on why no it's been tough you know the lineup's been different every every weekend it seems like you know there's been injuries um pull-ups has been a lot more call-ups this year um, you know, there's tons of, uh, there's plenty of excuses out there for us to have, but, uh, you know, we haven't gone that route. We're, we're working our, like I said, we're working our asses off here trying to get it back on track and get it the right way. And Shuri and Jerry and David Bell have been, uh, great coaches down here for the first half of the year. I mean, they're really hard working and they're trying to give us the information that we need to get better. And, 
you know, I think a lot of a lot of our problem is, is just we make the worst uh, worst mistakes at the worst time, and we we'll play a 50 minute game unbelievable, and then we'll have a lapse of five minutes where we just kind of fall asleep. Uh, you know, I don't know what that's due to, but you can call it an experience. Uh, you know, having a young team or whatnot, but it just happens every game. We have a five down, five minute letdown, and then they seem to score one or two goals, and then we're mm-hmm. we're behind the eight ball. So uh, it's just a matter of playing a full 60 minutes. You know. And, We'll learn. We'll get it together. We have, a good, like I said, we have a good group of guys here that want to win and that want to work hard. So it's not for uh, lack of effort or caring down here. It's, there's plenty of guys that care and work hard. So it's going to come around for us. And the fact that it is, as you said, the entire team really seems to be slumping. It's kind of like you're going through it together as a team. And as you said, because the team is still all on the same page, eventually you're going to come out of it as a team as well. And maybe in the long run, it's kind of a learning experience that you can benefit from. Absolutely. I think everybody needs to learn how to go through the ups and downs of pro hockey. And um, uh, I think plenty of guys are getting that experience. This is obviously one of the worst experiences you can have being in the losing skid like this. But like I said, there's a positive out of every negative. And I think we're uh, we're going to find a way to find a positive out of this. We're going to, you know, we won a game on Sunday with a big road going for us. Uh, we had an overtime loss on Friday against Hartford. We played one of our best games. So things are coming back around that track. Um, Saturday wasn't a great game for us, but uh, you know, even then we still played decent enough to win the game. We could have won that game. We just we got stoned by a goalie, by a hot goalie, and those are going to happen. It's pro hockey. There's you know these are some of the best players in the world. You know, obviously lower than the NHL, but still one of the best leagues in the world. And you're not going to be able to just you know score goals at will. We're we're working hard for what we earn right now, and things aren't coming as easy as they like as we'd like them to be. But we just like I said, keep our nose to the grindstone, and we're gonna. I think we're going to pull out of this wall. I think we we still have a really good chance to make a playoffs. I think we rally around last weekend and get some momentum going into this weekend, we'll be fine. Uh, Rob, we'll end on a positive and just ask you about your former team. And uh, They win the John Tavares sweepstakes. Uh, the rich keep getting richer in London and it looks like the Knights are going to go on another pretty good run with Kadri and, and Tavares and the Hunters there. Yeah, obviously the Hunters aren't, uh, they're not dumb people. They know exactly what they're doing and they know exactly how to put an NHL team together. Or, well, they know how to run a team like an NHL, I should say. Sorry, but um, you know, they, they played in the NHL for a long time. They have experience and, uh, it's amazing how they run their organization. They always seem to find the best players possible for the best deals. And, uh, they got another great deal, John Tavares. And it's just a credit to Mark Hunter and Dale and, you know, their brains of the operation. Um, like I said, every year they managed to find something, even when they lost Sammy and, and Patrick Kane, they, they managed to put together a product on the ice for the fans and for the city of London. Um, you know, getting Tavares is just another, it's on, you know, it's, you, I don't even, it doesn't even really phase me now. I'm not even surprised that they got the Bears. I know Mark is, he wants what he wants and he finds a way to get it. Well, and I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they are running an NHL team at some point because uh, they're that oh, successful. Yeah. Those, and... guys have, those guys will be in the NHL eventually. They're, they're unbelievably smart and hockey and the business side of it as well. They know how to, they know how to do it. And uh, Rob, we hope you're in the NHL sometime soon. And, uh, you know, we ultimately hope it's uh, with the Evan Oilers. Thanks so much for talking to us. I know it's uh, has been the best of times in Springfield, and we appreciate you uh, coming on the program. No problem. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks, Rob. There we go. There's Rob Shrimp. Um, you know, to me, sounded pretty diplomatic. Um, a hint that he was a little bit, you know, frustrated or upset. And, uh, you know, I don't particularly blame him. I'm not sure Craig McTavish's comments, per se, were really out of line. Just that he made those comments. Like, every coach blows up at players at some point. You know, players going to have to take the criticism. Rob Shrimp has done that. I just don't understand why Craig McTavish did it, and I don't think Rob and a lot of Oilers fans do. It almost it almost sounds to me and seems to me that Craig McTavish almost resents the popularity that 
Trump has with Oiler fans and that their hopes and are that this guy gets an opportunity. I mean, you look, Trump plays that game, his first game, and he gets his first point and the, the raucous ovation that he got. It, I think it almost rubs Craig McTavish the wrong way as if this guy hasn't earned anything yet. Why are you guys cheering for him so much? You know, mm-hmm. that's almost the impression that I'm getting. And mm-hmm. it seems like he, he's almost kind of getting tired of hearing the name brought up. And maybe in that case on that day, that's what it was. It's like, man, why are you guys keep asking yeah. me about shrimp? And Craig McTavish, as a media person, I'll say it. He, he says what's on his mind. He doesn't hold yeah, back. We, I appreciate that yeah. because we're in the media. Um, you know, and, and this has obviously been an interesting story, but uh, it, it's going to be an interesting offseason for Rob Shrimp because he's a restricted free agent. The Oilers basically just have to offer him a 10% raise, and, you know, that's the qualifying offer. I'm sure that Rob Shrimp's agent probably is bar. Rob Shrimp is the type of guy that teams could trade away, and he catches on with another organization in a good situation and, and is motivated. And, you know, not that he's not motivated now, but comes back to haunt teams. It, it happens all the time where one team gives up on another player. And, you know, and listen, can this can this relationship between T and Rob Shrimp be resolved? Sure. Coaches blow up at guys all the time. You know, he blew up at Robert Nielsen. He's blown up at Dustin Penner. You know, I've noticed he hasn't blown up at Ethan Morrow, Fernando Bassani, Sean Horkoff, or some of the other veterans. He's picked some younger guys that uh, maybe are a little bit easier targets to 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 blow up at. But it happens. Guys do that all the time. Coaches do it all the time. Uh, it's not often a guy does it publicly about a guy who's not even on his roster. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the sad part. Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, let's just speculate that the Oilers are, would even consider moving Rob Shrimp now in a deal. What do you get for him when your coach is like publicly panning the guy? I mean, uh, you're going to call up a GM and say, you know, Rob Shrimp, he's 145 mm. points his last year in the OHL. Yeah, but your coach just said he's not an NHL player. You know, what does that do to his value? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. if anything, it's probably a similar deal like Danny Savret for Ryan Patoni. If if yeah. there is a trade, right? In a minor league for a minor leaguer. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see and, you know, whether this is a, a grand, big story in the grand scheme of things. Certainly it is for us because we deal with the prospects and it's gotten a lot of play in the last little while, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. And, you know, Rob Shrimp's always been good about talking to us. He, he doesn't duck very the good. issue, so uh, we certainly appreciate that, and, and we'll see how this plays out. It, it will be very interesting to see if Rob Shrimp gets called up again, because this is going to come up again if Rob Shrimp gets called up. You no, know absolutely. it has to call, come up, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see how Craig McTavish reacts. Like Craig McTavish has said stuff before about, you know, I've never seen a guy who hasn't played that much get this much attention. He said that in the past. So your theory about that is, is kind of interesting. There you go. That's a uh, conversation from 2009. Dean Millard and I had with uh, Robbie Shrimp of the uh, Edmonton Oilers, or at least part of the organization at that point, and... Uh, Hope you enjoyed that. That's something I like to do more often in the uh, off-season is uh, pull something out in the archive. I share it with uh, the patrons at patreon.com. Call it the Superstar Rewind. Sometimes we'll run a poll or I'll run a poll and see who, uh, you know, throw out three or four options and see which interview uh, people want to hear the most. But that's kind of an example of uh, of that. So one of the perks if you want to uh, sign up to be a patron. Thanks to all of those who have done so to be a patron at patreon.com slash the pipeline show that wraps up this week's episode of the program next week we'll continue on looking at the chl playoffs maybe a ushl playoff update we'll see what else is going on and at least one 2019 draft spotlight segment that's already in uh, in planning 
and uh, maybe we'll check in on the World U18s happening over in Sweden as well. So lots to talk about next week. Between now and then, get out and watch some junior hockey. Can't say college hockey anymore as that's done for the year, but uh, get out and watch some prospect hockey so that you and I can talk about it next week here on the Pipeline Show. Till then, everybody, see ya.